We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, friends. Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow coming to you for another edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. I come to you from the city of St. Louis, Missouri, uh, where I am on a uh, weird attempt at a vacation, which (laughs) is likely to not actually happen. Um, But, uh, you know, similar to the Dallas Mavericks, who are apparently already on vacation, they just fell to the Minnesota Timberwolves on the road, 111-105. Josh, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. Um, I think this, I kind of had a feeling that that this was going to be a loss just because the Timberwolves are kind of a weird matchup for the Mavs, despite the fact that I think Kristaps has put up some crazy numbers, but boy, we'll get to Kristaps later, I'm sure. But uh, I think this felt more of a bummer than some of the previous Mavs losses, considering kind of the state of the team right now. Uh, Just not a lot to look forward to. I I don't think. I mean, how are people watching this team? (laughs) <laughs> this is such unadulterated dog shit of basketball nearly every other night that I don't know what to do with myself. I mean, I I, I was surrounded tonight by like, you know, my, my wife's family who, you know, and they were like, you know, confused as to why I was watching this game. And then I have to walk everybody through it. Then I talk about it out loud. And then when you say this sort of stuff out loud, it like doesn't make any fucking sense. So like you do what for the who? <laughs> and it's it, you know I, I use that not only to to make you laugh but because it's true because it's like well, why are we doing this like why are we watching this team this team plays with the passion of a corpse now some people like that but i'm not about it and i'm 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 exo- like i haven't felt this bored with a with dallas mavericks basketball since the second half of of dennis smith jr rookie year yeah, that's fair because I mean, what are we supposed to say at this point? Every loss is the exact same. 
every loss is the exact same. I mean, they're not very good is the thing. <laughs> it's the same shit you and and I'm I'm really glad it didn't happen against the Hornets cuz the Mavericks blew the Hornets off the floor, but this sort of like getting out-athleted by guys who are simply better athletic players it is just going to happen to Dallas. Like like Dallas has no athletes, like no real athletes. No, especially when Kristaps isn't playing and especially when uh, Josh Green isn't playing. Uh they were very Oh hell, Josh Green. <laughs> I'm just I mean, I'm just saying. Uh he's the only one that gives them like a chance in that department. Sure, I mean, he and, plays his ass off. Yeah. 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 Um but yeah, this was a really funny game because like you said, the the Timberwolves just have so much more athleticism and they can run faster and jump higher but they also kind of continuously shoot themselves in the foot and make really dumb plays and the Mavericks kind of kept themselves in this game throughout on just being Mm -hmm. steady and usually when this game got out of hand was when things got a little sloppy for them like uh you know in the second quarter I think Minnesota went on the run because the Mavs had way too many turnovers um but then in the fourth quarter it was just you know I mean same thing that happens seemingly every fourth quarter for this team. They couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Uh, they went one of 11 from three in the fourth quarter. They play – how many guys played in the fourth that did not make a shot? Three guys, uh, Dwight Powell, Trey Burke, and Sterling Brown combined for about 15 minutes, and they went a combined 0 of 6 from the field. The bench was so, 6 of 23. Yeah, and and that's, you know, with no Bullock – I know green and I know, you know, there's snickering at green, but I mean, he just played the two best games back to back in his young career. So like he would have played tonight and he, you know, maybe he could have kept that streak going, but we don't know. No Bullock. It's kind of crazy that there's no Bullock and he's probably been their most disappointing three point shooter. And the Mavericks still couldn't get over 30% despite his poor shooting. uh, Well, I mean, the shots are terrible. Yeah. They're terrible. Who posted this the other night? <sighs> Look, I know all you people who really, who, and when I, I know all of us who can go to NBA.com can see the open stats chart, but like that doesn't mean shit. The Mavericks are not getting open shots. Every shot that I watched tonight, teams are anticipating their offense. They're so well scouted because they've been doing the same stuff for three years. The only thing that really got the, that got teams going really confused tonight was, was when Dorian was cutting baseline. Every single corner catch is met by a guy who's nearly already there. Every pass back is met by a guy who's on the second rotation. The Mavericks are so easy to guard. They're not getting open shots. The, the advanced data and again, guys, like I don't want to talk down to anyone because it's not like I'm some basketball savant, but the advanced data says all of the Maverick shots are bullshit. <laughs> I don't know how long we need to like, are oh, are they ever going to hit open shots? Like, no, they're not because they're not actually open and they're yeah. being shot by guys who aren't good at shooting. Yeah. And then even the ones, if you want to say they're open, you know, the team, all the team does is shoot jumpers and all jumpers like Brunson gets all the way into the teeth of the defense. And because he's six foot one with very little explosive athleticism, he has to pivot back and take a fadeaway jumper. Yeah. And then, you know, if they also don't get a lot of their, they don't get a lot of inside out three point attempts. I mean, 
I feel like a lot of their three-point attempts happen with stuff around the perimeter, like, you know, little quick dribble handoffs. I don't know. The line. Like, I thought kinda... Porzingis makes some nice passes, but I know what you yeah. mean. Yeah, I mean, just in general, like the majority of the, like, you know, if you had to split them out, like how many of their three-pointers come from pass from the rim out to the three-point line and how many of them come from just kind of passing the ball around the perimeter? I think that number would probably, like that ratio would not be a comfortable number. Yeah. Uh, and that, you know, that all goes into it. Like, you know, if you're, if you're kind of hot potatoing the ball around the, the perimeter, yeah, maybe you get like an open look, but it's like, there's so much that goes into that, you know, like rhythm and mentality and just, you know, the way teams are guarding you. Like uh, it, it's just, there's so much more nuance, I think into some of these missed shots, but then also like, I can't blame people for losing like Brunson had a, Brunson had a wide open corner three late in the game that he missed. Uh, I think when the Mavericks were down 100 to 97 uh, and it, and maybe it's like those stick out more and maybe that's why the, the stat gets uh, carried around because like those, op- you know, the few open ones they get or, or how many, however many they get, I don't want to get into an argument over it, but those probably stick out more, right? Like the ones that there's no guy within five or six feet and they miss you see that and that sticks in your brain. So it makes sense to me to think like, oh, well, they're just missing open shots and that's the only thing wrong with No, offense. but we've got, I mean, we've got 29 right. games of data. We're this a third through the season. Well, I mean, more than a third. This is yeah. who they are. <laughs> this is who they are. Do you have any, do you have any thoughts on new Mavericks general manager, Nico Harrison speaking with uh, Mark Folliwell? Because I don't, other than the fact that I wish they wouldn't do that to him. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think some people got mad. Uh, I did because I don't hear him talk. He doesn't have shit to say. Yeah, I mean, but that's ever you know any GM of a bad team, you know, that's or a disappointing team, I guess to say, like a rebuilding team, a GM might be a little bit more honest about their stature and and what they're trying to do. But you're not going to get Nico Harrison bad mouthing the team on on you know on TV for for the world to hear it. You're not going to. He's not going to be like, well. You know, you're right. The team kind of sucks, and I'm I'm trying to trade all these guys and et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I just there's you're not getting any. You know, like don't expect anything. Like, uh, but also don't don't take anything away from it. Like, I, I heard some people that were like, "Man, is Nico an idiot? Like, he thinks this team. Like, you know, he 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 thinks that there's more time to assess." I'm like, I don't. You know, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. I'm I'm going to assume that Nico does not think that this team uh, is the team that's going to be the one that breaks through for the Mavericks. But again, you know, he can't, he can only do so much and he's not going to say it on, on TV next to his broad, you know, the broadcast partner, Mark Follower. Like there's just no, like, what are you going to do? He, it, it just Don't doesn't make him any in that sense. position. Right. Don't yeah. put him in that position. They're playing against a team. And this just goes to show you the level of awareness that the Mavericks have where they're like, oh, well, it's the, it's the Wolves. We'll be able to beat the Wolves. No, that isn't what happened. You lost to the Wolves. And so, like, like it became very apparent during that interview whenever friggin' Chris Stapps Porzingis, who we'll talk to, wasn't on the floor due to a foot injury. Like, he had to go. And so it's just like, like, don't do this to this man. Give, let him have a puff interview if they're, if they're, you know, up, up, if they're 10 games above 500. Until then, like, it doesn't give me any confidence. Like, it, it, it gives me no confidence because, one, he was whispering like a church mouse. 
And I'm just like, I know there's probably more to this job. Like Donnie Nelson is such a blowhard that I'm just, I'm used to a boy. And so is Cuban. So I'm like used to boisterism. So it, it, I really probably shouldn't care, but it's just like, I heard it. And it's just like, what is happening? Can, can we not? <laughs> yeah. It was really funny though. You know, talking about like the team needs more time and, you know, giving no, they the don't need more quotes. fucking time. And then Chris ups leaves the game with a foot injury. Like, I mean, almost immediately as, as, as soon as that interview was over. And I was just like, yeah. man, uh, I don't know. Do you want to get in? I feel like the, do you want to get into Chris Stapps now or should we I, I want to get, into- get into Chris Stapps insofar as that it like so like with him having a foot injury versus how he played in this game I think are two distinct discussions. So let's talk about how he played in this game and how he played in this game was dog shit. Um, he's, he took all open long jump like long jumpers. There was very little attempts. Let me just pull this up to make sure I'm not completely talking out of my rear. But I'm watching this game and watching the way that he played. You know, his first three shots were long, were long three or uh, um, like 15 footers or more. So he took, depending on your definition of a rim shot, like, 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 or a a shot within the key, he shot, mm, I would say one shot within the lane. Everything else was lane or outside. He took one, he was two of nine um all the shots missed badly the one that went the two that went down were actually pretty nice he hit one kind of tim duncany shot off the glass from the right side but like on defense he was bad guys just don't care that he's tall like this is one of those games where because he wasn't engaged early everything went sideways for him yeah and then what's really funny though is i mean the game kind of fell apart when he left i mean he was still i know in game plus minus is is the set you know i'm not trying to say hey he was actually good like i don't think he played a good game but just you know he was plus 10 and just the fact that he was able to space at the three-point line and he was just another body defensively i know he got scored on at the rim a couple times so he wasn't like a major factor defensively but when he was gone, you know, that leaves poor Maxi Kleba as like the guy on the back line. And he, you know, that's just not fair to him. You know, usually, you know, the Mavericks like the close, maybe with Przingis only at the five or with him and Maxi together. We didn't get to see that lineup too much in the second half. And I think that would have, even with as poorly as Przingis was playing, I mean, that's still better than the alternative, which is Maxi by himself, more Dwight Powell minutes. Um, and he actually did okay, but like not great uh so like i it's really funny because like i agree like his game wasn't that good but also when he left i felt like that was when the game was over because the mavericks don't have any type of advantage on offense now like the the, the mavericks cheat code for the last three years has been even when christophs Porzingis is giving you absolutely nothing in terms of box score production him just standing on the floor elevates the rest of his teammates because no other team except you know this team that they're playing the wolves and maybe uh you know the the 76ers with Joel Embiid but like not a lot of teams can can pull you know their bigs out of the paint, other opposing bigs out of the paint as much as Perzingis does and that's even when he's not playing well or shooting well so that's just a, a an int- intrinsic advantage built into this Mavericks roster and you take that away in addition to no Luka like now now you just got a bunch of guys to be, to be honest and they yeah. and they and they played, you know, some of them played really hard. And Dorian had one of the, his best games of his career. Uh, and Tim put up the points on the unappropriate amount of shots. Like, you know, I mean, I, I'm not trying to say these guys are, are bums or, or it was a bad effort. But it was just like once you take strip away the advantages, 
built up by Przingis and you know Doncic. It's like what do you have left? And it's it's not much. Yeah, and and that the Mavericks and I wrote this in the recap. Like I want to praise Dorian because a lot of people think that we're like really unfair to Dorian, and maybe we are, but I think the intent is to be unfair to the expectations the Mavs place on Dorian, and that then blends into people who think that Dorian is a better player than he is. And it's just like Dorian is a replacement level five on a, or uh, not five, like fifth starter on a very good team. And the Mavericks simply aren't good enough. Like they need so much of him every night that when he's not good, it stands out. And that's not fair to him because he's just a dude. He's going to be 30 soon. And it's like, how much more can they expect from him? And I don't really know. And it, it this game would have been a blowout without Dorian. And that's like, that's, monstrously not okay yeah this is the only the second time the mavericks have lost a game where dorian scored 20 or more um this was his eighth game to do it so uh that kind of speaks to you know if he is not supposed to do that you know he's not a guy that gets puts up points unfortunately he's counted on to sometimes be the third or fourth best player on the team and you know at best you know you would hope he's the fifth or sixth best but uh, you know, like he did, and what was really nice about what he did was it wasn't just him getting hot from three, although you know, he did make three or five, which was nice, but he just did so much off the ball and manipulating the way the Timberwolves were guarding him. Uh, I think the Wolves were like, Oh, okay, we're the way we're gonna guard this is we're gonna overload the strong side, and we know Dorian's gonna be open on the weak side, but we're we would rather these other guys, you know, we'd re- if he beats us, fine. We're not going to let, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Brunson, you know, step into easy shots. And when the ball got pass swung over to Dorian in the weak side, you know, the Wolves were like, okay, he's going to shoot. You know, he wasn't shooting threes. He was catching the ball and and taking hard dribbles and and cutting and catching the Wolves flat-footed because I'm sure they were just expecting him to just kind of stand still in the corner and launch jumpers, and he did Mm -hmm. not do that. So. He, I mean, he had, I don't know how many dunks he had. He had like three or four dunks. I feel really like nice my, baseline stuff. Yeah. Just, just, it was really good. That was like it was really, good really because good. The, the Wolves clearly had in, had anticipated the player being in the corner. And I right. mentioned that earlier. Like, that's how fucking rote this Dallas offense is. And I just, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm pleased with Dorian. I'm, I'm grateful for him for making this at least a semi watchable game, but it's just, this team sucks, and I'm just exhausted <laughs> watching them. Like, you know, we talked about Porzingis in the in the short term, how he wasn't very good, and and defensively, he just, you know, like you need more from the guy. Like, people hate it when we criticize Porzingis, and I'm like, I'm sorry, he's not a super special boy. Last year, we kicked the shit out of him because he wasn't good enough on defense, and you know what? We were right because he was hurt and he wasn't playing well. Now he's actually played over. He's had a really good season. I'm pleased with how he's playing. But when he doesn't have a good night, I'm going to say it. He didn't have a good night. Now, whatever the hell is wrong with his foot, and I think we have to circle back to it, this <sighs> is why all you clown shows were like, you can't trade Porzingis. Yes, you can. You can. Well, you can not- trade anyone who is not Luka Doncic. Full stop. <laughs> Now you now you probably can't trade him though. Well, now you can't. But yeah. it's, just like, it's like Jesus Christ, everybody! Like this stuff is not near as complicated. Like everyone has to get used to the fact that like players are gonna have highs and lows. Like right now, I would send Dorian Finney-Smith for whatever the hell you can trade him for. Look at what this guy does from three. Look at what he does as a baseline cutter and a help defender. He's incredible. Give us a first round pick. But you know that that nobody ever wants to do that because you only want to try to sell your 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 slop that that is playing poorly and try to get first round picks back like 
I'm sorry, guys. The Mavericks have screwed the pooch for several years. Josh and I were right the entire time. And this is where we are. A middling team at a 500 basketball level. Yeah. Um, it's just 29 games in, one game under 500, ninth place in the West. And Kristaps has another lower leg injury. Like, it's just... I mean, the bright, yeah, it stinks. The only bright side is, you know, it's very obvious that they are holding Luca out until he's 100%. Otherwise, he, you would think he probably would have played tonight. So it's obvious that they're going to let that ankle heal up as long as he needs it to heal up and maybe get some some better conditioning, get some work in. The conditioning was what um, I was going to ask you about because it made yeah. it sound like that, that interview made it sound like that he's, you know, going on some long jogs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be like now that Kristaps is out. I don't know if they they need to you know pull the parachute on on whatever they had planned. But the bright side, if you want to try to find a bright side, is that is that when they bring back Luca, we should be seeing a a much better version of Luca than what we had to see the last couple of games before he went out. Um, the other teams around them in the standings are not any more reliable than this Mavericks team. I mean, if you if you expect. Um, the Timberwolves and uh, the Lakers, you know, and the Kawhi-less Clippers to just, you know, I don't think you can expect those teams to consistently play winning basketball from here to the end of the season. Um, and the Nuggets, who are completely torn up with injuries, and those injuries, like, aren't getting better anytime soon. Um, but, all you know, Jokic is playing out of his mind. But still, like, it's not, it's not like – if they were 14 and 15, like last season or the season before, they would be toast at this point. But for mm-hmm. some reason, they decided to have one of their worst seasons uh, since Luke has been here. Well, they're not even with one of the... the real shit of this season. Should we should we end on that? Sure. Like everyone else in the league is dealing with COVID protocols. The Mavs have Luka Doncic dealing with an ankle injury in a case of meatballitis, and they have two guys in COVID protocols, which could be more really quickly based off of how this, this, this sort of thing is happening. And the Mavericks have not been dealing with that. Like they're one of like 10 teams that have not had to deal with COVID player shortages and they're still losing. That's kind of the thing that I can't get past where it's just like, this could be a lot worse. And depending on the way, you know, the, the way that the, the current protocols read, it could be ugly soon. And I mean, as Josh just just uh, shared with us in the group group chat, um, Sham Sharania notes that the Mavericks are signing f- former New York Nick Theo Pinson to to a COVID's hard hardship exception. I think it has to be the reason they're not dealing with Carlick is because Carlick Jones of um, the Texas Legends has an ankle injury, but it's just like like huh? Oh, okay, that makes sense because I was like, yeah. holy lord, how are you how are you not signing him? It has to be the ankle injury, and it's like because I mean that guy was on fire. Like just, I mean he's he's better. Like he's better than Trey Burke right now. Like, I don't know. <laughs> he was one. Of, he was one of. The, I mean he has. He was one of their better uh, preseason performers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people were clamoring for him to be the second two way guy, but you know, that's not how it works sometimes. But I mean this just this has a real. I don't know how to be like I don't want to be this guy because I like I I really do. I don't want to be right, but when people yell at us and yell at me all the time and tell us how wrong we are, I do take some kind of gross satisfaction in being like, yaha, and as these things happen, this could get really ugly for Dallas. 
Yeah, and the schedule is not getting any better. You're playing the same Wolves team on Tuesday, and presumably you're not going to have Przingis for the entire 48 minutes uh, as opposed to getting him for like a half. Mm -hmm. So maybe Luca comes back. uh, I think they're aiming for Luca back for Christmas because they don't want to have him miss that game. Yeah, but I mean, um, does it change now that there's no Kristaps too? Like, do they are they kind of like, well, we can't, you know, because this the the schedule is not getting getting any better. I mean, they play what they play the Wolves next. Um, sorry, I'm doing it on the sorry. fly. They play the Wolves on Tuesday. They play Milwaukee on Thursday, and then they play Utah on Christmas Day. I mean. Presume like I, I presume it's hard for NBA teams to to win back to back games. Uh, so you know, yep. I'm gonna give the Mavericks the benefit of the doubt and assume that they beat Minnesota on Tuesday. But then Milwaukee, Utah. I mean, that's probably two two losses, <laughs> and they're right back to a game, what a game or, or two, uh, two games under five hundred. Like, I just don't see the schedule is not opening up to them. I mean, Portland, Sacramento twice. I mean. The weird thing is trying to look at these games is I'm tr- I'm almost looking at like oh Sacramento twice you know that should be two wins but like the Mavericks aren't a good team right now so you have you, it like looking at the schedule it's very difficult to just pencil in wins when they're one of the teams that are on the other end of it are looking at the Mavericks on the schedule and they're penciling in wins uh, with the way they're playing right now so mm-hmm. uh, it's weird this was a, like. I think that I really think the Kristaps injury really puts a like a downer on this game because I think if he finished out the game, I think well, we don't know what it is yet, game. right? It's it's a right foot injury. <laughs> I think foot sword. I think there was some soreness. I don't remember what it is. And exactly. I'll just tell you this, folks: feet injuries. The further you go down away from the core, <laughs> yeah. the further away it is, the worse it, it it tends to be because with blood circulation, there's just not a lot of shit you can do with feet like zion williamson had a foot injection last week let me tell you not great so we can hope for the best we can hope it's an ankle or something but like foot injury is generally frowned upon is what i'll say those are usually not the quick turnaround injuries uh although jalen brunson proved us wrong a little you know his wasn't too bad so that's what you have to hope for but yeah the mavericks officially called it right foot soreness so uh we'll we'll see what that turns into (laughs) but if they don't have krista if they don't have kristaps and they don't have luca um i don't don't know it could get it could get real dark uh in the next week because this minnesota team is is weird but they're athletic as hell and they kind of go on spurts um, I wouldn't be so they're not easy. They're not an easy team to play against. And then Milwaukee, Utah, um, like it could be a could be a downer week if the Mavericks can't get their things in, in order. Merry Christmas <laughs> and happy holidays. Well, this is it from Josh and Kirk. Um, by the time you are, you know, if you're one of our really loyal fans, my favorite thing is like if I can't sleep, I'll like check our downloads at like 2:30 in the morning. And there's always like 200 people who have already listened or downloaded the podcast. And my first thought is, what is wrong with you? My second thought is, thank you. Um, So if you're one of our crazy people who listen to this overnight, uh, be sure to check the site in the morning. We're going to have a pretty complex CBA explainer from um, 
CBA Mavs, one of the guys on Twitter who really, really loved delving into like the details, the contractual stuff that can talk about what the Mavs can and can't do. Um, then we'll post, you know, we have another game against the Wolves. So we'll be right back at this. You got anything yeah. else before we get out of here? No, you doing a green room tonight? Cause it's probably going to be, uh, it's going to be, that'll be an adventure tonight. I, I can only imagine what the, the state of Mavs fans' minds are. Oh, it's great. I mean, it's great. Like, like <laughs> you know, like the further we get away from Cuban's asinine, like Twitter is bad problems. Like when you d- like dip down into the weirder parts of social media, which yes, is Facebook and is sometimes um, Reddit. Like people aren't going to be happy about this. Like this is there's just no way around this. Like it's, it, it's, we're just, nobody's in a good place. And at a certain point that's okay. But what no one wants to hear is that they, you know, is that no, you were wrong about feeling unhappy about this team. It's just, you know, at a certain point, the Mavericks are going to have to, you know, kind of come to the table and say, this wasn't what we expected. And it's okay to make mistakes. I'm much more accepting of mistakes than I am the constant deluge of no, this was actually fine. And here's why you're actually, you know, like basically being gaslit. Like that's what drives me crazy from the Mavericks. So yeah, same here. Well, Things might get worse before they get better, though, this season. I'll just say that. It's a cheerful note there, on. <laughs> All right. Well, Kirk and Josh will be back on Tuesday. We'll be back on Thursday. We might be back on Saturday as well. We'll be talking enough. We'll see. It's the holidays. We're going to try to work this out. But remember, all of us do this for some level of fun. And at a certain point, this isn't being very fun. Josh and Kirk, Mavs Moneyball After Dark. And we will talk to you later in the week. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, Just go to cars.com. It's magical.